This is Surgication, surgical education for parents. We are here to inform, inspire, connect, and heal. Undescended Testicle, Surgication Episode 10. Dr. Hans Pohl, Chief of Urology, Children's National Hospital. Hi, welcome to Surgication. This is Dr. Michael Petrosian. I'm your host. Today we have Dr. Hans Pohl, our visiting guest. He is a Chief of Urology at Children's National Hospital, and we're going to talk about undescended testicle today. Also used to be called creep orchidism, but the term is a little bit too complex to pronounce and understand. So I think most of us understand undescended testicle as it is. Yeah, testicle that hasn't descended into scrotum. Well, few of us speak Greek anymore, so that's, that's the problem. That's true. Yeah. Well, welcome to Surgication. Thanks for being with us today. It's a pleasure to be back. I have some questions for you, and hopefully we'll be able to clarify this um, to many parents that are listening or have kids who have undescended testicles. And I have the answers to all of your questions, awesome. Michael. What is the undescended testicle, and how do you know that your child has undescended testicle? So, uh, first, uh, for people to understand, what generally happens in in just about the last uh, four to six weeks of development is that the testicles, which are forming uh, in the abdomen, actually close to the kidneys, uh, will begin to descend into the scrotum. And uh, they do so by uh, following a pathway uh, through the inguinal canal or the groin and uh, make their way into the scrotum. And once they arrive there, that uh, canal is closed. Uh, the uh, testis is supposed to uh, stay in the scrotum uh, from basically birth. Uh, and uh, in some uh, few boys, uh, that process stops part of the way and the testicle um, will be either in the belly or in the uh, groin uh, and does not complete its descent. So the child with undescended testicle comes to clinic to you, uh, to visit you guys. How do you diagnose it, and is there any test that you need to do besides physical examination? Generally, um, it's pretty easy. If the boy has uh, two testicles in the scrotum, then pretty much uh, you know that uh, there's no problem there, right? Uh, But if the boy has one or uh, both of the testicles not in the scrotum, uh, then uh, that child is going to need some kind of exploration uh, or surgery to uh, look for, find, and then bring the, the testicles down. So as a result, there is not much imaging at all that's required. Uh, so at this point in time, it's uh, generally a diagnosis made by physical examination. Um, there may be a couple of circumstances where a sonogram can be of help. Um, and my um, practice now is that I would use it in a boy who uh, is perhaps very overweight, and uh, it makes it difficult for me to uh, locate the testis um, in, in the groin. But uh, short of those circumstances, uh, even the American Urological Association has uh, said that sonography has no real role anymore in the diagnosis of a descendant testis. So what if you don't treat the undescended testicle? You just happen to not notice it and it goes untreated? Well, the problem with not treating an undescended testis is that uh, the testis uh, is supposed to be in the scrotum in order for the uh, cells that are ultimately going to uh, become sperm-forming cells to actually mature properly. And so if the testis is located in an abnormal position, those cells uh, will slowly die over the course of uh, the 
12 years. And by the time the boy enters puberty, uh, few, if any of those cells remain and that testis will not make sperm. So how do you, so you let you diagnose on the set of testicle. How do you actually treat the on the set of testicle? So as I, as I mentioned before, it's a surgical condition. So the only way to treat the undescended testis is to uh, perform an incision, uh, loosen uh, the tissues around the cord of the testicle and the testicle that are holding the testis in its high place. And by removing uh, that tissue, the cord uh, relaxes and it allows the testis to uh, naturally fall into the scrotum. Uh, we, we usually put a suture or a stitch in place uh, to make sure that the testis stays there while it's all healing. And uh, all of the sutures we use are dissolvable. So after about six weeks, the testis has just essentially glued itself into proper location. I'm going to go a little bit complex. Maybe some parents have kids whose testis are in the abdomen. I know there's two two stage procedures as well. What happens when the child's testicles are actually in the abdomen? They haven't descended in the right. right. The so it's relatively straightforward uh, to make an inguinal incision for a testis that is in the inguinal or the groin uh, canal. But when the testis has not exited the abdomen, uh, then uh, we need to use a laparoscopy, which includes a camera and two other instruments to. Uh, loosen uh, the attachments uh, between the testis and, and the inside of the abdomen, and then to push the testicle down. There uh, is some debate in um, pediatric urology community as to whether that should be done as a two-step or a single-step uh, procedure. Uh, the um, large studies have found that if it is performed in a two-step operation, the a success rate is uh, slightly higher for being able to bring the testis down and having it um, uh, survive its uh, its descent. But the um, the increased uh, success rate uh, is only perhaps about ten percent, and so it it becomes then a I think a, a conversation that one needs to have with the parents as to whether uh, they would prefer to have uh, two separate surgical procedures uh, for a very slight increase in success. I know reading the literature on internet as well as looking back where I did my medical school, we used to get told that if you have an unsented testicle, the cancer incidence of cancer is much higher in those kids. I know that has changed. Uh, why don't you tell those parents who have kids with unsented testicle, what are the incidence of cancer? So the first thing I tell parents is any boy that has testicles has a risk of cancer because by virtue of having testicles, you have a risk of cancer. And so the question is, is if that testis is in a slightly abnormal position, what is the increased uh, risk over that baseline risk? We used to be taught uh, that uh, the endocentic testis has a 30 or 40 times greater risk of uh, testicular cancer, which uh, was really kind of a scary number uh, when one thinks about it from that perspective. Having done this now for 22 or so years, I have never taken care of a testicular cancer in a previously undescended testis. So it's unclear exactly where those old numbers came from. In a more uh, modern series uh, out of Sweden, uh, they reported their rate of only about two to three uh, times greater. Uh, and, um, and I think that those, uh, those numbers are probably more real. Uh, so I think that there is a concern, but I don't think the concern is as great as we once thought it was. So let's say the parents have a child with unsented testicle. How do they prepare for the operation? And what 
uh, what is the age they should normally get that surgery done? Well, uh, if the testis is not descended, it should be brought down as soon as possible. Now, I don't want parents to leave thinking that it's an emergency and they need to go to the operating room the next day after the diagnosis. We clearly have enough time uh, to um, prepare the family and the child uh, to undergo the general anesthesia and the surgical procedure. Uh, so what I would say is that if the testes are not in the scrotum by the time the child is six months old, then you know that those testes or that testis is not going to come down uh, by itself and the child is a candidate for surgery. Uh, so uh, they should seek either a general surgeon or a, uh, or a urologist who's capable in uh, doing that kind of surgery and, and then bring those testes down um, as soon as is practical. So what are the expectations of parents after the operation? What should they expect, pain-wise, activity-wise? What's really incredible is that, uh, as you know, as uh, being a skilled pediatric uh, surgeon yourself, that we can do all sorts of procedures on tiny children, and they recover extremely well, and undescended testis uh, surgery is is one of those. Uh, Most of the parents that um, come back to see me a couple of weeks after surgery will report that their uh, child um, goes back to normal activity by the day after the operation, I think that's that's generally true. Uh, for instance, if it's a baby under one year of age, um, you know they're not playing tennis or golf, so generally they're basically doing their normal little baby thing the day after surgery. And if it's an older child, uh, usually they're already in the position to you know want to jump off rooftops, uh, and so we actually have to tell parents to just keep the kid calm for a couple of weeks to ensure proper healing. So kids recover extremely quickly. Awesome. So I guess the lessons learned from parents would be that undescended testicle is a surgical problem. It can be easily fixed. It should be done by six months of age. Increased risk of cancer twofold, but not 30 or 60 like it used to be. That's told correct. And on internet, some yeah. of the information on the internet as well. That's correct. Be All careful right. where you get your information yeah, these days. that's true. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you very much. That was awesome. Hopefully many parents will learn from this podcast. And uh, you're welcome to come back and tell us more about urology. I'm always happy to come back. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Bye-bye.